Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday, the 6th of July. Today, we're talking the house party that could cost a star his career, why Israel Folau's brothers must be pretty average at footy, and I'll convince you that competitive eating is a sport for highly tuned athletes. But first... A tennis drought is set to be broken. My calculations are correct. Australia is guaranteed a semi-finalist in the women's draw of Wimbledon for the first time since Yelena Dokic in 2000. Game In her best performance of the tournament so far, world number one Ash Barty defeated Barbara Krejcikova, booking her a spot in the quarterfinals of Wimbledon. But wait... You said we'd have a semi-finalist. How does that work? Well, of course, you're through to the quarterfinals at Wimbledon for the very first time. Is it worth speculating about uh, who you're going to face next and whether that makes a difference, whether it's Tom Janovic or perhaps Raducanu? Yeah, both would be incredibly exciting for different reasons, uh, I think. <laughs> I mean, sorry, guys, but uh, I mean... I was an Aussie. Barty will face fellow Aussie Ilya Tomljanovic after Tomljanovic crushed the hopes and dreams of England when she defeated local 18-year-old wildcard Emma Raducanu, who was the last remaining English hope in the tournament. A set down and trailing three games to nil in the second set, Raducanu left the court for a medical timeout and was unable to return to complete the match, gifting Tomljanovic a spot in her first ever Grand Slam quarterfinal. Tom Lanovich's victory also keeps alive the prospect of Wimbledon's first ever couples champions. You know, you two make a beautiful couple. He's a real fine young man. Tom Lanovich's boyfriend and men's seventh seed Matteo Berrettini is also into the quarterfinals. How cool would it be to have matching hers and his Wimbledon trophies at home? It took the New South Wales police less than a day to issue 13 NRL players from the St George Illawarra Dragons caught out at a house party on Saturday night with $1,000 fines for breaching government COVID guidelines. But the NRL waited to complete a thorough investigation and then went full-blown Pulp Fiction Samuel Jackson on those players. Reap vengeance and furious anger. Last night, the NRL handed down the largest player punishment in the history of the game, with a combined fine of $305,000 to the 13 players who breached protocols, with the individual fines taking into account past indiscretions and the players' salaries, ranging from high-earning Corey Norman, who was fined $50,000, to minimum-wage type players like Jared Beal, who was fined just $2,000. Each player will also have to serve a one-game suspension, except for party liaison himself, Paul Vaughan, who hosted the shindig. His is a much, much heavier penalty. $50,000 to Paul Vaughan, which is the most he can be fined. Uh, He's been served with an eight-match suspension. An eight-game suspension from a team that only has eight games left in the season. But Fox Sports' James Hooper thinks Vaughan's long-term future will be top of the agenda at the Dragons board meeting today. Paul Vaughan's clinging on by the skin of one. Like, he's that close. There's no question whatsoever tearing his contract is going to be discussed. But amazingly, there's still one final twist that needs to be heard to be believed. Remember Jack DeBellin? Back from a 968-day hiatus, DeBellin was all but dropped by the Dragons in 2018, fighting several sexual assault charges and an allegation of rape, all dropped. Yeah, that guy who has stood down from the game for over two years while facing charges of sexual assault, he's only four games into his comeback. 
Surely he wasn't at the party. Surely he'd be keen to walk the straight and narrow. And that's what he told the dragons. He wasn't at the party. He was walking his dog. Except he was at the party, hiding. When the police arrived, Jack DeBellin was hiding under a bed. Are you serious? Only a wimp would be hiding under a bed. DeBellin was fined $42,000 by the NRL, but the club has not ruled out further punishments for he and the other players. And while we're on the subject of footballers lying to their employers... I'm just grateful for that opportunity to, to uh, get back on the field and, um, you know, put the boots back on and, and um, you know, play some football with, uh, with my family. So, yeah, I'm excited. Israel Folau fronting the media back in May, speaking of his excitement and desire to play rugby league alongside his two brothers for the Southport Tigers in the Gold Coast competition. Folau was backed publicly and financially by billionaire Clive Palmer, who also supported him in his fight to gain a clearance from French rugby league club Catalan Dragons, so that he could resume his career in Australia. And just one week ago, after a release fee was paid, the Dragons agreed on compassionate grounds, not wanting to stand in the way of Folau fulfilling his desire to play alongside his two brothers. Thank you for being so thoughtful. But it turns out Izzy has other desires because he's off to Japan. Falau has signed on to play for the NTT Communication Shining Arcs, brilliant name by the way, in the top league of Japanese rugby union for next year. Who knows, maybe Izzy's brothers weren't as good as he remembered them from the backyard. If you're the self-proclaimed superpower of the world, there really is only one way you can celebrate your Independence Day. See who can eat the most hot dogs. We are off in the 103rd iteration of the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. Joey Chestnut, the man to beat. And while technically the 4th of July Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest at Coney Island was a race, it was never a competition. As Joey Chestnut, the most dominant competitive eater in the history of people putting food in their mouths, prevailed again. The champion of the world, Joey Chestnut claimed his 14th title, consuming a world record 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes. And sure, there are some of you out there thinking, eating, it's not a sport. But I'm here to tell you, you're wrong. And the proof was in the commentary for the event. Listen to how these athletes prepare their bodies for battle. He's taken up yoga this year in an effort to help himself breathe better in uncomfortable positions. So something to keep an eye on with him is that his flow is much more smooth. And even if their bodies are in tip-top shape, the conditions can affect their performance. The conditions are not conducive necessarily. It is hot. He's talked to us about that in the past. It's worked against him. He feels confident and strong even despite the temperatures and the humidity. In fact, according to these commentators, the champion Joey Chestnut sits on the same level of sporting greatness as some of the biggest names ever. No one's touching Joey right now. He's the GOAT. He's so GOAT that people are starting to call other greats the Joey, like Michael Jordan is the Joey of basketball. Brady's the Joey of football. Matthew LeBlanc, of course, the Joey of friends. He is truly. How you doing? So here's to you, Joey Chestnut. Enjoy the win and enjoy the $10,000 prize money. And that is your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for Tuesday the 6th of July. I'm Liam Plunigan. Catch you tomorrow for another edition of The Scorecard. Listener.